but now let's get to let's get to sports. Let's go. Um, we're going to start with the NFL, and I don't know what I don't know what mushrooms or psychedelic drugs or that special strain of weed that the NFL has been smoking recently, but this off season has been absolutely fucking nuts. We had another blockbuster trade last week. Um. Tyreek Hill, the Chief, is now a member of the Miami Dolphins. He was traded for five picks, uh, three in this year's draft, first, to second, and a third rounder. So the Dolphins will not have a pick in the top 100 this year. They're like they're being like the Rams, like fucking picks. I, I know this blew me out of the damn sky. What about y'all? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, dang, man, we took the ones out of the cells, that last shit, but, um, yeah, the, fuck, um, Tyreek Hill, he, he wants to be back in Miami, um, why, I don't, the money, cause you're not gonna win there, sure, like, do what you gotta do, bro, like, at, at this point, I, I've gotten to the point where athletes just wanna be paid, I'm starting to, actually, I hate that I'm about to say this, Q, I'm starting to see what the fuck Ben Simmons meant, Oh, I don't give a fuck about playing this goddamn sport. I'm good at it already. Just pay me. And I'm going to complain until I can play with my friends. And I play when the fuck I want to. I can guarantee you if you ask players like where they want to play it, they either want to play at home or with their homeboys. Tyreek Hill is pretty much the same. He said, you know what? I'm from, the, I'm from Dade. Let me go ahead and I'm going to fucking go back to Miami and they're going to give me the bag. Miami looking better and better with every fucking pick that they get in the offseason. The draft is going to be disgusting for them. I'm going to be looking like, yo, how the fuck y'all let Miami get everybody? And I, I hate to be right. Actually, no, I don't. It'd be feeling, some, it'd be feeling good some days. I ain't going to lie to you. But remember when I was saying how the Dolphins, when, you know, he lost that first initial bet to me when I was like, you know what? Miami going to go on the run when Tua come back from that injury. And what the fuck they do? Go on the They were on the run. What, they were like a half a game out from making the fucking playoffs? I, I want to say it's half a game. I think they right won now, like seven out of the last eight. It's yeah, like that. They won eight out of their last nine. Look, eight out of the last seven. Now, now, here's the thing. Now, add Tyreek Hill with Jalen Waddle. Then they got the one game. They got the offensive line. They, they technically got Arizona's quarterback in Miami. <clears throat> defense not bad. Remember when I said that the Oakland – actually, I didn't tell you this because um, here are my hot takes ahead of the football season. Um, Miami's going to do good. They're getting in the playoffs because um, they're, they're in the AFC, right? So, yeah, they're getting in the playoffs. Um, another bold prediction here. The Detroit Lions are going to win nine games. You heard it here first. Um, and another hot take, the Raiders are going to win their division. Three hot – back to back to back, Q. Write it down. Call me when I'm right. Uh, the Oakland take is not the Oakland take is not really a bad it's not really mm-hmm. a bad take. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with Derek Carr, who is usually the first half of the season MVP, mm-hmm. and now he's throwing to his best friend Devontae Adams. Yep, not a bad take at all. Um, I mean, Kansas City is weakened because they traded their best receiver. They traded their best receiver. Um, you know, Denver is going to have growing pains with. Russell Wilson, and who's the other team? Oh, oh, yeah! Don't forget about the Chargers. But yeah, really? <clears throat> yep. don't forget about the Chargers. Uh, that's going to be the division to watch. 
That is going absolutely. to be difficult to watch. Of course, absolutely. easily. Absolutely going to be difficult to watch. Um, moving right along. Moving right along. Um, there have been some changes that are, there are some changes that are coming to the Rooney Rule. Um, this yeah. week, this week is the, the only, the NFL only meetings in some far along, uh, exotic place, I think is in Florida. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but there are changes. <laughs> and there are changes. Everything's in Florida. That was pretty good. <laughs> so, um, let me pull up that, let me pull up that story right now. Uh, so the NFL has, they have introduced, or uh, announced today a diversity advisory committee, um, relating and going back to the Brian Flores lawsuit. Um, so, um, I guess that there's also, um, hold on, I gotta pull the story up real quick, sorry. Um, again, going to the changes in the voting room. Now, women candidates are, can, can be con- are included in the uh, determination if a team met the voting room. So, mm. That's a great. I can't wait. I, I can't wait. NFL fucking themselves in the butt. Let's let keep going. Keep going, NFL. <laughs> Lube it up. Lube it up. Lube it the fuck up, because I can't. Who? They, they just okay, make it worse. So now, so. Here, here, here. Okay, I got the story now. Here, um, teams are now mandated to hire minority coach a minority coach as an office assistant. So the league announced on Monday a new diversity advisory committee, which includes business leaders, academics, and former Houston Texans. Houston Texans GM Brick Smith to review league and club policies in light of ongoing concerns over a lack of diversity in hiring. <clears throat> there are currently five minority head coaches in the, in, in the league. Um, among the NFL's initiatives to enhance opportunities for minority coaching candidates, teams will now be required to hire a minority coach as an offensive assistant. The NFL is also looking at having teams invite staff members to league events, an idea, commanders, fuck that. God damn it, why the hell did you uh-huh. call it? Uh-huh. Fuck. Yep. Go ahead, go ahead Hugh, say, say the name. By, com- say the name. by, by commies head coach, Ron Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> So, that he believes would help the cause since it would allow minority candidates to get acquainted with decision makers in more relaxed settings. Oh, man. Goddamn commies. Other equity, other diversity, Jesus Christ, other diversity, equity, and inclusion related changes are expected before the January 23 hiring cycle. Mm -hmm. I sound like some commie shit, Q. Oh, (laughs) Uh, so so there's one more, there's one more point to this. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the NFL Memo Club supports the important goal of increasing diversity among ownership. Accordingly, when evaluating a prospective ownership group of a member club pursuant to league policies, the membership will regard it as a positive and meaningful factor if the group includes the diverse individuals who will have a significant equity stake in an involvement with the club, including serving as the controlling owner of the club. Mm. I, I like it. I like it. We, we, we can joke about the, you know, the, the Washington team all we want. Um, it, it seems like a good initiative. I just really hope they actually implement it and put it into existence. Saying you created a rule and then not applying the shit, it's all for not. So I just, I really hope that they practice what they preach because they have a history of saying what the fuck they're going to do and going absolutely against it. I'll give you a perfect example. Remember when they said players couldn't play if they weren't vaccinated? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that, too. So, yeah, uh, practice with y'all preach NFL. Uh, until y'all actually do what the fuck you say you're going to do, I, I don't believe you. You need more people. We'll see. They, they said worse. They also paid Kaepernick to not, you know, come back to the league, and he's still out here. Trying to get on the team. Yeah. So we'll go right along. We'll go right along from diversity uh, to Baker Mayfield. No. There is a. (laughs) (laughs) You said no. Never never mind. (laughs) Moving further. No, 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 no. Go go ahead, Q, because we we have to talk about this. We we have to. Yeah, we do. We, we, We really, really do. Okay, so, uh, and again, if you were living under a rock and didn't know that um, Deshaun, if if you didn't know that the Browns traded for Deshaun Happy Ending Watson, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. We got to let you get that shit off. What's his name again, Q? Deshaun Happy Ending Watson. Y'all, be, y'all swear it's me. Lou, it's not my fault this week. Nope. Nah. You gotta go straight <laughs> under the damn, bro. You, you, wanna, you wanna hear something funny? You wanna hear something funny? I swear to you, earlier today, I was thinking we needed a new award and we was gonna call it the Deshaun Watson Happy Ending Award. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Don't all of y'all Let's do it. Swear to you. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, oh my God. <laughs> so, the news out of Cleveland so far right now is that the market for Baker Mayfield might heat up dramatically if the Cleveland Browns were to be free agent. Um, Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports spoke to an NFC personnel official who cited Mayfield's $18.9 million salary as an impediment to his exit from Cleveland. I quote, a lot of teams want him, but aren't going to take on this side. They were all counseling him once Cleveland asked to protect him. Which makes sense. No one's going to pay him. 18.9 million. He's going to be a backup. And that's essentially what he's going to be, at least this season, because there's only two teams that need a quarterback. Right. Two teams that need a quarterback. And that is Seattle and Carolina. Carolina. Is probably going to roll the dice and with Sam Donald one final year 
I don't see why. I don't know. I don't know why. And um, if you if Seattle thinks if Seattle and Pete Carroll think that Drew Locke is an NFL starter, Pete Carroll needs to go ahead and um, hang up his whistle. I got a hobby ball. Oh no! Go for it! Go for it, Lou! Because you, yeah, go for it! Because you're gonna say the same thing I was about to say. No, I don't think I'm gonna say anything near what you were gonna say. No, no, no! But it's no, it's I know still it. a hot take. In two years, Baker Mayfield is gonna be Johnny Manziel's backup in the Canadian Football League. Holy hell! That was that was worse than what I was gonna say. Wow! Yeah. You know what? You take the cake. You got. It. <laughs> you won. That is the hottest yeah. take we've had in 2022 so far. That's crazy. But it's true. Yeah, I, I believe so. Somebody will pick him up. As soon as Cleveland Johnny cuts Manziel him. still plays football? I, I think he that's, plays that's soccer football. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, Canadian Football League, Arena Football League, somewhere. I think he plays somewhere. But when Cleveland cuts him... When Cleveland cuts him, somebody will pick him up. But he has to come to the realization that he's a career backup now. Because I don't think any team is going to like start him unless, um, you know, of injury. Any team that wants Baker Mayfield has one or two things that they're thinking. He's going to make us a wild card team or we're going to end up in the top five picks. Mm-hmm. It, it, it can only be one or two. And when I say, play, I'm not even saying playoffs. I said wild card, which is fucked up to even say. That's like the the most disrespectful thing I've probably said about a quarterback outside of, um, I can't even think of fucking Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, Johnny, my bold take, if I had to have one, he's going to start in Seattle. Pete Carroll is known to make bad fucking decisions. And what's one more? What's one more? Right. I mean that shit. Like I can see Baker Mayfield literally going and starting, and it's gonna be so disgusting to watch because he's gonna be in that ugly ass blue and green jersey. And like yo, like Johnny Manziel got a second chance. I'm sorry, and I'm calling saying Johnny Manziel. You see what I mean? Like <laughs> fucking Baker Mayfield got a blue. second chance. Yeah, like Baker Mayfield gets a second chance. And the thing is, he's going to be on a good team. He, he's literally going to be in Cleveland in the West. Like, oh, like he, he literally has the same shit over there. He got a bunch. He has a bunch of fucking running backs. He has receivers that are capable. He has a tight end that's okay. Like he can get it done. You got a fucking offensive line that will protect you if they have to. They're going to be injured by week six, but you know what? They're going to try their hardest. Same thing with Cleveland. Uh, you got a defense that's like, you know what? When they want to show up, they show up. When they don't. They lose. And again, Cleveland, you got a coach who's incompetent and hasn't really hung it up yet, but he considers himself a great because he won a Super Bowl. Sure. Like, OK, Cleveland, the Cleveland, they, they think they've won everything and they haven't. But again, story for another day. Um, for me, I would like to see Baker in Seattle. And the only reason is because it makes it easier for my team to get to the playoffs. <laughs> That's a good point. That, yeah. Oh boy. All right. Uh, moving right along. So uh, at the owners' meeting, there the t- discussion and the uh, consideration of changes to the overtime game um, are up for discussion. 
Um, there are two proposals on the table right now. The first, the first proposal, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, each team will get at least one possession in overtime, and if it is tied after those two possessions, the next four wins. So at least mm. each team will receive the ball at least once, um, and then if it's still tied, then we go. It, it goes into sudden death. The mm. second proposal is this. <clears throat> if Team A scores a touchdown and a point after on the first drive of overtime, Team B needs a touchdown and must attempt a two-point conversion after the touchdown. So the game is hmm. over after the second possession and both hmm. teams score touchdowns. See, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That don't make no sense. You're an innkeeper. Um, it was actually something that I... Something that I considered that I brought up, uh, where you know teams got to go for two. You know, you score a touchdown, you gotta you gotta go for two. This one is modified where the first team, the team that gets the ball first scores and does a point after the sec the the other team possess gets to possess the ball and they have to score a touchdown and a two point conversion. I was saying both teams should should score two. Should, should have to go for two. I, I think, don't think so. I, I, I think so. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think that's too gimmicky. And <clears throat> NFL owners don't like gimmicks. Um, so I think that first, the, the proposal A, the, where each team gets the ball and they decide after those two possessions, then it goes into second death. I think that one will pass. I think it won't go into effect for regular season games. I think it will go, it'll be for, play, for playoff games in 2023. It won't go for this season. It won't be in effect for this season. It'll go into effect, you know, for this upcoming season, it'll go into effect for 2023. Mm-hmm. Here's right. my only issue right. with that. I feel like if you make it where both teams have to do a two-point conversion, defense-wise, everyone already know what to put for their defense when it comes down to it. The whole point mm-hmm. of being able to have the option of either kicking a field goal or doing a two-point is that the other team doesn't know what you're going to do. So now you're making it a definite. You're taking away the whole part of essentially what makes football football in that aspect of the defense. So I agree with the sudden death. Like if they both score during overtime, um, then you go into sudden death. I'm, I'm more than okay with that. But that second proposal where, oh, well, if I score first, I can kick a field goal. But, you know, we know for a fact the other team has to go for two points. So let's make sure we prepare. Like, that, I don't like that. Like, I don't I don't agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm with the collective. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I personally believe that, I personally believe that this first proposal is probably going to be the one that passes where each team get, at least gets the ball. And if, it's, and if the game is still tied after those first two possessions, then... Whoever scores next wins. I think that's fair. That that we won't, you know, if, if that was in effect this season, we wouldn't have. <clears throat> we would like Kansas City and Buffalo will probably still be playing because I think they were just going to just match touchdown for touchdown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I I see that first. I see that first proposal passing and not the second, not the second. So moving right along. Mm-hmm. Um, moving right along. Uh, we're not going to talk about Garoppolo. Um, 
it basically there was a report that uh Cisco was about to release him. Uh John Lynch threw cold water on that today and said, um, he's too good to not he's too good to get rid of him. So if he's too good to get rid of him, why did you trade up to get Trey Lance mm-hmm. and make Garoppolo mm-hmm. a lame mm-hmm. duck? I mean, if you're gonna talk about Garoppolo, then you know you got to talk about the other rumor report going around. Uh, Colin Kaepernick wants back in. We're not gonna talk home, about Colin Roger. Kaepernick. Just go, go home. Just go home. Like go away. God, go away. Damn. You've been out of the league. You've been out of the league for five years. Go away. No, I really hate that. Like, why can't he just like? And okay, what I was saying disrespectful. You got the check. You got the settlement that you wanted, bro. You, you you got it. You still had the fame and everything like that. It's been what seven years at this point. Like, and go go out on your shield, but in a positive way. We we know what he did when he was in the league. His stock would plummet if he goes in there seven seasons later, or seven years later, get back on the field and stinks it up for two or three games and gets benched. And people like yo like. He would have been better off just like because now for the rest of the career it's like oh like instead of you being an activist it's like you took the check became an activist and stuff then you come back to the league you stink it up and now people are talking about well this is why the fuck they didn't want him in the first place like it's easy to fucking throw a ball on an empty field and shit like what what are we doing like does that make sense to, like am I just being an asshole right here like I hope and pray that no, I'm not because no you're, you're making complete nope. sense. You're making, you're making complete sense. Like you've been on the, he has not played in an NFL game since 2016, 17. Yeah. But can I, can he's I hoping, he's hope. I'm sorry. He's hoping that teams will sign him basically due to his name, not mm-hmm. his game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with that though. My issue is let them sign you because of what they think you can do to me. I'm not even a scout or anything like that. But as somebody who watches football, I'm not impressed by you being on an empty fucking field throwing a ball to somebody. You know who else can do that? Johnny Manziel. Baker Mayfield. Like, like you're doing something so many other people can do. Set yourself apart by saying, you know what? I'm going to end up showing up to the combine. Make, Make your statement that way. When they have those open runs and shit like that, show up then. When, when Seattle wanted to have the open, because they do that. They have those open runs for people who want to get on a team. Go the fuck there. You're fucking Colin Kaepernick. They're going to push you to the head of the line. I just I don't understand why. It's like, you know what? I got to make the spectacle for people to see me for 45 minutes, throw a ball down the field to somebody who's expecting the fucking ball. Like, only Not only that. Okay. Remember, they were asking for him to have defense and all of those things on the field, and he declined all of exactly. that. Like, why wouldn't I want to see how you react against defense? That's fucking exactly. football. What are we yeah. doing? That's literally like saying, hey, I'm going to try out to be a wrestler and um, I'm going to wrestle like nobody, you know, exactly. and show how good I, I am. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, like, and I, I hate to be this way because I, I was, I'm pro Kaepernick. I still am. My issue is, but like, you're, you, you, you're spitting in my salad right now. Like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you you got the settlement, bro. You got the money. And you said it wasn't about the money. Okay, so if it's not about the money, why the fuck you take the settlement there? 
You had to make a statement somewhere. If I can't get in the league, I might as well get their money. You got the Nike deal. You got the NFL's money. Cool. You're set for life right now. But you're like, you know what? I still want to play. But then when they ask you if you want to play, no, nah, I really want to play like that. But why the fuck you keep putting out these fucking tape, these tapes talking about, I still, I think I still got it. If you think you still got it, get your ass to a goddamn open run. Is it that difficult? Something and I'm don't you, try to go the other route neither, because allegedly yeah. he's trying to go through Jay Z to get into yeah. the NFL. Yeah. And and I'm telling you what's gonna happen if he get, he's gonna get on the team, and only one of two things will happen: either he does good and the team is a loser, like Cleveland, or no no offense, Lou, but you know what I mean. Like they're gonna stink <laughs> it up, and they're not gonna appreciate him because he's gonna be in a bit war with a white quarterback, and they're gonna be like, yo, like. You know, it's going to be a spectacle. Is he going to take a knee? Nobody's going to talk about the fact that he's like, if he comes back to the league, it could be worse than uh, than fucking Cam Newton. He comes back and he's just fucking, he runs 16 times for 43 yards and shit. We're sitting there like, yo, what, where the fuck is Colin Kaepernick? All that arm that he was talking about, knows, you know, because didn't Cam do the same shit? He was like, yo, I, I still got the arm. I still can play. He, you know, he's scrambling and shit on Instagram. We're like, yo, Cam Newton still got it. He got fresh legs and shit. He he can throw and everything. He got on the goddamn field. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is that? What is he doing? He can barely throw. Camera? He can barely throw ten yards. Yes, the same. I'm telling you this. The same shit is going to happen to Colin Kaepernick. He is best off doing one of two things: chilling the fuck out, taking his money, and just saying, you know what? I know what I'm capable of. Sign me first. I'd rather him just say, sign me first. I ain't going to show you a fucking thing until you sign me. When I get signed, because he has that pull. He has the pull to be like, you know what, cool. Just sign me. Even sign me for a fucking three-game contract. That's what, he got money and he got on the team, right? But when you go and practice with a whole bunch of, like, dead air and a wide receiver who's honestly been practicing with you enough to know, hey, he's going to throw it 40 yards down the field. All I got to do is do this shit four times. They're going to film it for Instagram and be like, guess what? He can throw to somebody. I'm pretty sure if I, I can throw to my dog, like what the fuck? Like, yes, I'm a good quarterback. <laughs> damn right. So f- for Colin, I, I really wish that he would just, just go sit down somewhere, man. It, it's, it's hard to even picture if he ends up doing all this for not, he gets on the field and he's worse than Cam Newton. That, that's my, that's my like bar. For Colin Kaepernick, if he comes back in the league, not Tim Tebow, Cam Newton. No, no, he can't be worse than Cam Newton. If he's, he even if he's in the same range of Cam Newton, it's a fail. Like at least Cam, we knew for. So what bar should he be at? What What's the minimum quarterback wise? Do you think he should be at when he comes back? uh, Honestly, uh, you want to know how fucked up it's going to sound? He needs to be Brett Favre when he played with Minnesota. That's a high bar. It's not. It's not even. It's not even a high bar. Think about. about, You said Carson. No, because here's the thing. Carson Wentz literally just he has white flight. He can literally just say, you know what? I can go to a team, and they're going to be good because the fucking team is good. I want Colin Kaepernick to come back in the league after taking years off. That's why I didn't even put Carson Wentz in. When I say years, I'm not talking about fucking. 16, 18, 22 games. This motherfucker's been gone for so long, but he retired and came back. That's how fucking long it's been. Even though that was only a month and a half. That, like, in, in, in hindsight, when you think about it, he was losing to Brady. Brady went and retired and came back, and Colin Kaepernick still don't have a team. That's how fucking long it's been. It's been so long, fucking Marshawn Lynch 
retired and came back. That, that's how long it's been since Colin Kaepernick has been in the fucking league. So <laughs> when I say when I say I want him to be Brett Favre, I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer and all this other. When Brett Favre came back, we're like, you know what? Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll take Brett Favre. That might have been a stretch. Michael Vick. Be Michael Vick. Come in. Know your role on the team. And just play that role. I don't need you coming out here. And don't the highlight man every fucking Sunday. Yes. I think that's the main yeah, just, thing. You come back. It's yeah. okay to be a backup. Like. Bro, you haven't been here in a while. You're still a little rusty. Like, sit in the back, yeah, let the professionals do their job. Yeah, but he has too much pride. He's not going to do that. He's going to be like, yo. And right. I, I'm, sure, I'm only saying I'm only saying this because, like, I, I don't know him as a person, but I know the, the caliber of player that he thinks he is because I know the player that I saw. So he's going to come back in the league thinking, like, well, all these motherfuckers are garbage. So I know I can just come in here and automatically start. He thought that when he got the uh, trial in Baltimore. He thought the same shit when he went to Seattle. Like, you you really thought you were starting over Russell Wilson? Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You thought you were going to start over the quarterback? Yeah. But that's Colin Kaepernick because, like, he has that mentality. And I like that mentality. I like you thinking that you're the best player on the field. But I also know you haven't been on the fucking field in seven years. So you have to say to yourself, like, yo, like, I'm going to be the guy that I'm portraying myself to be as this humble person who I know who I am. All I need is a chance. He's, he's been living and breathing with that shit for seven years. I ain't got to say much. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to just let my talent show. Well, guess what? You're on a team now. Let your talent show. But the thing is, every time they say, you know what? We'll sign him. But he has to do this. Oh, I don't want to do that. No. You know who he starts sounding like? Ben Simmons. Yep. I would play, but no, no. It's not a, I, I would play, but motherfucker, we paid you. Shut up and play. And I, I hate to say that because, like, that's what they were saying seven years ago. And people were like, well, damn, you're trying to silence black men and athletes. And Sometimes it's like, yo, like, you're just talking just to talk, bro. Like, do what the fuck you said you were coming here to do. I want to prove my name. He ain't proving it. So, Colin, like, I, I hate to be that guy, bro. But, like, if you want to be on the team, you need to show up to one of them pro days. Show up. Show out. Get on a fucking team for a uh, three-game contract. And even though you might not start, you know for a fact they're going to bring him in for a bootleg or something like that. Give a fucking 70-yard touchdown. Like, you know what? We're going to keep him. The Houston Texans can use him right now. I, I know that's a damn sure. Why not? I'll be in Houston tomorrow. Hey, I, I'll be a third-string quarterback because some other two dudes are garbage. They ain't going to last more than four weeks. You're going to have to start me, baby. What it do? What it do? <laughs> what to do? I, I'll be at Pittsburgh's front door, like yo, like the rape is gone. Where we at? Let's go. Oh, what here we go. Here we go. He's on a roll. He's on a roll. <laughs> what to do? But no, like, all, all in all, all in all, man. I just, I, I really hope that you know, Colin does get a job, man. But he has to show and prove. Pam said it's the best, man. He, he does a lot of talking about what he's going to do, but he ain't done shit yet. So, now, how old is he now? How old is he? I'm thirty. Collins 33? That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Because when, how old was Vic when he came back? Like 36, 37? Yeah, Vic was 30. Vic was 36. Collins, now's the time, brother. Right? This is the year. If Collins was going to come back, it got to be this season. The NFL throwing all types of curveballs anyway. Yeah, true. 
That was the benefit. Whenever, whenever I see, like, because I have my alerts on for whenever all of you guys tweet. So whenever I see Q, like, he doesn't retweet. Like, sometimes I'll get, like, his retweets. But when he actually tweets something about the NFL, I'm going to be sitting there dying laughing. I'll be in bed. I look at the tweet. I'm like, Q is pissed off about this shit. Because I know how passionate he is about sports. But, like, the frustration in him, that's how I've been with every trade, too. I'm like, yo, when, what is the NFL smoking? Now I see why Q be like, yo, is it bath salts? Because what? The league is honestly starting to look like the XFL. It, it literally looks like the XFL right now. I don't know who plays for who, who's doing what. I'm going to show up in week one with my picks. And I just hope my picks last more than fucking March Madness. That's all I care. That's all I care about. We're going to get into that in a second. We're going to get into that in a second. But we have uh, our last two stories of the NFL. And they're all Detroit-related. Detroit-related. So... Um, today it was announced that the Lions are going to be on Hard Knocks. Two, Detroit is going to host the 2024 NFL Draft. Uh, they were picked over um, the Commies in Washington. And um, and they were picked, and Detroit was picked over Green Bay. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers effect continues. Um, lastly, what I want to talk about uh, in the discussion that um, I saw in Bleacher Report. Um, so we know that Jacksonville he has the number one pick. Don't need a quarterback. Well, they may need one in like two years after Doug Peterson completely breaks um, Trevor Lawrence. But that's another story for another day. Um, so Detroit has another two pick. Detroit has another two pick. And my question to you is should Detroit draft Malik Willis with the second pick? Yes or no? No. No, they shouldn't. Because the Steelers are going to draft them at 20. Okay. Uh, California Greenman, but all right. Great. Should the Lions draft Malik Willis at number six? Yes, no. I think so. I think so. I would love to see it. I'd love to see it. Uh, well, I will say that Malik um, Willis' stock has definitely grown. Um, has brings uh, gained steam. He had a uh, he had a great Super Bowl appearance. Um, his interviews during the com- during the combine um, were you know get, got scout um, eyebrows raised in a good way. And if you saw his pro day tape, the man clearly has an arm. Clearly has an arm. Yeah, he's got a um, cannon. He Liberty. He has a cannon of an arm, but he played at Liberty. What a what a first of all what what. Who the fuck is Liberty? What Liberty? What? Anyway, um, well, we do. We do know this. We do know this. Derek Goff is a career backup. Like once he loses his job in Detroit, he is a career backup, and he's gonna be talking shells like Kurt Warner. Um, <laughs> before before Kurt Warner became a Hall of Famer. 
do I think they need to do I think they need to draft Malik Willis? I, I, I honestly, right now, is I think he's the top quarterback prospect, and this quarterback class sucks. I mean, there's yeah. two clear-cut quarterbacks above everybody else. I mean, it's Malik Willis yeah, and Kenny Pickett. Now, I heard one analyst or you know, a scout or something, what he said about Malik Willis really sticks in my head. He said that after his pro day, they're comparing him, they're calling him a right-handed Michael Vick. Now, that right there is uh, that's high praise right there. Yeah, I mean he's also a taller Michael Vick. Right, exactly. You know, Michael Vick was, was like 5'10". And what, Willis 10. is what, 6'2"? And Willis, Willis is, I believe he's either 6'1 or 6'2". Okay. So, uh, interesting. You will know and I think it's about a month away. The first is April twenty first. Okay, three weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks. So we'll know then. We'll know Thursday, April twenty first. So that's our NFL news for this week. Uh, moving right along, we're not going to spend a lot of time on NBA, on the NBA, on the NBA sucks, the NBA sucks, three, the NBA sucks, until the playoffs. But there are some stories that I want to talk about. Um, and you saw in the, uh, again, if you live on the rock, New York City has the last So, Mr. Part-Time Player himself can now play full-time. Greg? <laughs> I, I know you've been waiting to, to have a word with um, everyone's favorite Uncle Drew. How many of this would have been? Um, damn. So they lost on the first home game back. And they're almost out of the playoff hunt. They're, what, ninth place and they lost? Um, there's how many games left? Six. Um, so they may still be in the play-ins, but... They, they they don't look good. Uh, and honestly, if Ben doesn't play, I'm shopping him. I'm like, yo, somebody play, take him off my hands. But when it comes to Kyrie, I'm honestly, I'm happy that he's back because now he has no excuses. No excuses at all. I, I need you to play. Just trust me. You're going to play Boston in the first round. You're going to play Boston in the first round. You don't have a choice. And I, I, w- I want Kyrie to keep that energy, please. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing Brooklyn in the first round. And the reason why, it's not for KD. It's not for the rest of that team. Even though KD, I think just, like, uh, who's the dude that always, like called him small? I saw it on Twitter. He's like, you know, told uh, KD he was small. But back to uh, Kyrie, I'm glad that he's back in New York. I'm glad that he gets to play. Because that team needs him desperately. Um, they are the Lakers of the East. They're garbage. But guess what? They're, they're like lukewarm garbage. You can eat it. You can digest it. But it's still garbage at the end of the day. It's like 
a McDonald's McChicken. Like you don't know if it's chicken or not, but you're gonna eat it because somehow it tastes good. <laughs> the, the, that's them. The the Brooklyn Nets are the fucking McChicken of the NBA teams in the league right now. Like everybody, like them. <laughs> yeah, the dollar yeah, yeah, everybody, they everything they got for cheap. They taste halfway good. They're you know they're easily accessible. Yeah, but guess what? They're gonna give you indigestion in like thirty minutes. That happens, that happens to be Brooklyn. So I do. I really hope that Kyrie becomes the player that he keeps telling every team that he's on that he's going to be. I I really well he did say. Honestly, I want him to sign an extension. And the reason why is I want him to show that, guess what? I'm not going to be Chris Paul and just continuously go to a, a halfway decent team and make them better. I feel like Kyrie makes Brooklyn better. He honestly, he made Boston better. For the time that he was there until he decided he was checking out. I'm not going to sit here and act like Kyrie was just shit when he got to Boston. He was really fucking good. When he was at Cleveland, he was really good. The issue is when Kyrie checks out, he checks out at the detriment of the team. The rest of the team's like, yo, we haven't talked to this man in like two or three months. Oh, why? Because like he just gave up. He's like Aaron Rodgers kind of when he gives up, you know, he gives up his family for four or five years. Like, you know what? Fuck them. Like, I'm good. I'm moving on. So I, I just really hope that when he says he signs that extension, he signs that extension and he's happy with that decision. I don't want to hear, hey, we lose and so I want to get traded because Katie can't go through another breakup. He, he can't do it. If Katie yeah, he's, ends he's up having... He's yeah. running out of burner right now. <laughs> yeah. not, not only just that, Q, um, I hate to be the person to say it because I don't believe, even I don't believe it's true. Don't nobody really want to play with Katie except for the dudes in Golden State because they already know they can win. He's just an added piece. Like, I can't see anybody else outside of Harden and Kyrie saying, you know who I really want to play with? As long as LeBron's in the league. Notice that, that footnote there. As long as LeBron's in the league, KD. I, I don't see anybody who's a free agent. I have yet to see Bradley Bill, and I really hope this does happen. But, Q, you can tell me if you think it will happen or not. I would love to see Bradley Bill say, you know what? Instead of taking this extension and all the money from Washington, yeah, just send me to Brooklyn. Let me let me help them out. They only need one more piece anyway. They got Kyrie, they got Katie. Put me right there. Put me where I was supposed to be initially before they got greedy and got James Harden. Do you, can you imagine what fucking Washington would have right now if they just they shipped Bill off when he was healthy instead of trying to keep him and then they fucked themselves? Damn. Mm. Just, just think about that. If they would have... 14 days before he got injured, they were talking about they were going to ship him to either there or L.A. or Philly. It was one of those three. But then, naturally, he has the season-ending uh, surgery or whatever. Everybody, they pulled the offers. I read Bleacher Report today. Oh, yeah, well, that's why. That's why they pulled on the Ben Simmons trade because Brooklyn wanted him. And, it, and the fucked up part about it is they didn't even need him this season. They could have given up Harden and still ended up, uh, you know, a play-in team, which they are right now. They would have been in the same situation. But you know what? They gave them picks up for Harden. Now you got to play that motherfucker. At least you wouldn't have had to play Washington. they already garbage. But guess what? They're improving. They would have improved with those picks. And I'm, I'm not shitting on Washington because of that. 
So, you know, the Tyree thing in Q, because I've talked a long time, when it comes to um, Tyree Irvin, I wish that man nothing but the best. I give him so much shit because as somebody who can critique a player, I can also tell when they're really good. I know for a fact that Tyree's a good player. My issue with him is he's so indecisive on when he wants to play and when he wants to show up. When I say show up, I'm talking about like mentally. Like, you know what? When he checks out, he fucking checks out. We've seen him check out of games. He's like, you know what? No, I'm going to just go, you know, at the last 11 minutes of the game, I'm done. I'm going to just sit. It's like, bro, your team needs you, though. So what do they need me for? They got KD. Now, that would be a detriment to the team. But I really hope that they go and do the extension thing. I I really implore them to sign him as long as possible. Because if if Kyrie ends up going to a fucking – well, I can't go to Charlotte. Charlotte got everybody and their mother anyway. I was going to say – what, what what team he got? What what is a team he fits on outside of L.A.? Uh, there's there's only like four teams that have that have the the cap space to sign him outright. So he, he's best off where he's at. Yeah, his best chance of winning is over there. So yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm happy for that man. I'm I'm happy he's back and he gets to play and show off his potential. It sucks that New York finally, you know, they kind of waited a little bit too long. I thought the rules were kind of bullshit. But hey, like they had to make a example out of somebody. They did it. They did it for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, somebody somebody told, me, somebody told me that. And the match. told me somebody told me it wasn't about Kyrie at all, and it was just like you said, it was about baseball. So you could be right. You 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 know baseball. I don't watch baseball like that for real. So I'm glad you said it. But hey, I'm just glad to see Kyrie for how many home games. Four until they get into the playoffs. Three, so three. Yeah, because they played tonight, right? So, yeah. I mean, good luck. No, I, yeah, I don't think they played tonight. They played what, last what, night. Last night, last night. That's what it was. So, yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait to see them in the playoffs. Honestly, I want to see them healthy. Um, I want to see Blake Griffin play for all seven minutes before he decide that you know what? No, nah, I don't want to play no more. So, I can't wait. Okay, <laughs> so the Nets have seven games remaining. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, yeah, I'll just run down. Their, I'll just run down their schedule real quick. At home against mm-hmm. Detroit. At home against mm-hmm. Milwaukee. No. Uh, on the road against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. At home against Houston. On mm-hmm. the road against the Knicks. At home against mm-hmm. Cleveland, and then at home against Indiana. So they're probably going to win at least six out of those seven. I, I believe. They better because if they don't, it can only go the other way, which is right. them losing four. I, I say five out of those seven because they're going to rest them. They they do not want like the stars playing all those games. Somebody mm-hmm. off their bench from the, the scrubs they got, like Andre Drummond's ass, need to come and play fucking more than eleven minutes a game. I, I need him to do that. I need Blake Griffin to honestly like you know wrap up them ankles and be the dude who was jumping over cars and shit. Like yeah, you. <laughs> Uh, you like we we ain't paying you for nothing, so we'll, we'll see. I just I know I know they in the play-ins because it's either we're gonna get Katie in the play-ins or we're gonna get LeBron. Hopefully it's both, but you know what? It's the NBA. They'll they'll make a way. They will make a way. I don't think the Lakers are making the playoffs. <laughs> I really don't. They're not, don't. They're, they're not like. We gonna talk about the Lakers in a second. We're gonna talk about the Lakers in a second. We'll go for it. Um, but before we get to the Lakers, 
Before we get to the Lakers. Uh, Joel Embiid says the Bitch Simmons saga was dreamed and that he didn't know it was going to be trade. So, he so in an article from the time, he, he talked to the athletic Sam Anik. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. That's Ben Simmons' decision not to play before he was ultimately traded to the Brooklyn Nets in February wore on him and his teammates. He said, quote, <clears throat> he said, quote, it was a tough situation to navigate and go through with, with Simmons. Even to this day, I don't have any hard feelings towards everything that happened. But being in my position, having to answer questions about that whole thing every single day, it was kind of draining. And I'm sure it was draining for my teammates. So the drama was pretty crazy, but my whole thing going into the season was to come in and try to be a better leader. In the past, I was trying to lead on the court by my play, and I was never really focused on off the court and what I could bring to the table. So, you know, I knew the situation we were in, and I didn't know what was going to happen. So I had to make sure that I brought it off the court and on the court. Do we need to say something further, or do we get to the future? I just want to see it play out. I just want to see it play out. Yeah. I mean, I I, I want to see Simmons play, but I mean, there's nobody's given a definite answer if he's even going to play this year, even in the playoffs. So. This is the thing that gets me about Simmons. He's been he hasn't played all year. How are you still out of shape? What are you doing? And and now what what is it? He has a herniated disc in his back? From what? Sitting on the wrong chair? <laughs> I I mean seriously. I, I just I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I I I I yeah, then just just go back to Australia. Go to Australia. Go back to Australia, and and like I don't know what's the, what's, what what is there to do in Australia, but whatever there is to do in Australia, you go there and you do that. Now, getting to oh, LA, LA. So there was a report um, in how the Lakers just managed their way from champs to chumps. Woo! Here we go. Yes, indeed. We know, and we, you know, we know that uh, 
Russell Westbrook or Westbrook, as he likes to be, doesn't like to be called. Um, it's all of the flack of why the Lakers went from champs to chumps. But we know there's more to that story. So this uh, this story talks about everything that LA did wrong. Um, the season they were given the title in 2020, thanks to Kobe. Um, and up until now. So without further ado, here it goes. <clears throat> the 76 and a half million dollars only invested in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. The Lakers gave up Kyle Kuzma. KCP, Montrez Harrell, and a first-round pick to acquire one of the most successful players in the NBA. At the time of the deal, many competing executives were perplexed. If the Lakers' high-end talent didn't overwhelm the league, the league had given the team had given up significant depth and flexibility for a risky maybe. Despite his impressive career credentials, adding a high-usage point guard who doesn't spread the floor for LeBron hasn't worked out. That's clear as day. The Lakers also went away from what worked. When they when they were given the title in twenty twenty in the bubble, they were the number three defensive team in the league. And winning the title, they so they established a championship identity based on impenetrable size and room protection. In winning the title, Los Angeles had just one regular rotation player under six foot five, who was playoff Rondo. The Lakers were long haul in the top three defensive powerhouse. At its best, the team scored to score efficiently, finishing only 11th overall in offensive rating. They were notably below average from three point range. That's when the Lakers were, and it worked. So, the roster changes. From 2019 2020 to 2020 2021, didn't significantly derail the team last year. Fatigue in Anthony Davis' injury in the first round against the Suns were bigger culprits. The franchise didn't place a greater value in the team. Said defensive minded coach Frank Vogel was given a roster that didn't fit his style. The Lakers handed him an older, slower roster with shooters who struggled to defend. Defenders who struggle to shoot, and a lead guard who neither defends nor shoots. Ah, here we go. So, <clears throat> so the next call, Taylor Horton Tucker. Remember, Taylor Horton Tucker was a second round pick. He was a second round pick. The Lakers, the Lakers in the 2019 draft bought the four, number 46 pick from the Magic for $2.2 million in a future second round selection. Wow. However, the Lakers only signed Taylor Horton, Horton Tucker to a two-year deal where most the majority of um, players who were drafted in the round and made their teams signed three-year deals. So instead of, um, for example, players who were drafted with them, like um, Daniel Gaffin and Kenneth Mann, while they got extensions this year, their extensions are kicking into 2024, 2023, 24. They're only making $1.8 million. Tell me what you're talking about. Yeah, he got the bag at $9.5 million. But that makes that the Lakers even more cash 
hamstrung by the cap. Which leads into the next point. Did Taylor Horton Tucker cross the Lakers? Alex Caruso. Mm, that's a good question. That is a good question. Very good question. If budget was the issue, Horton Tucker at $1.8 million would have solved that. The mistake in 2019 has had lasting repercussions. While Caruso wanted to return to the Lakers last offseason, the franchise wasn't willing to offer him a contract on par with the $37 million over four seasons that he got from the Bulls. If the decision was primarily based, primarily based on the basketball evaluation of Caruso, it was the wrong choice. Instead, mm-hmm. the Lakers gave $10.3 million to Kendrick Nunn over two seasons, including their player option. Kendrick Nunn has not played a single minute this season because of injuries, because of the injuries. But even if none were healthy, that money would have been better spent on Caruso. Mm-hmm. Caruso can't, is not an offensive player, but he's a wizard on the defensive end. Mm-mm-mm. Here's, all right, next point. A maximizing the value of players and picks. This is a laundry list, so here we go. In 2018, the Lakers waived Thomas Bryant, who became a productive starter after the Wizards claimed him off the waivers. If a young, talented big who can shoot the ball doesn't fit your plans, why not trade him? Yep. Also in 2018, the Lakers revoked future all-star Julius Randle's qualifying offer to let him walk as an unrestricted free agent. Randle was the number seven pick in 2014. Moving along to 2019, the Lakers traded Seve Mika in a second round pick to the Pistons for Reggie Bullock, who left as a free agent after the season. Two smaller assets gone to rent the services of a veteran shooter. L.A. didn't even make a playoff run that year. Remember that year was the year that LeBron had all those ankle injuries. Yeah. Ruining hamstring injuries, and he missed like half the season. Yeah. Also in 2019, the Lakers traded Ivica Zubak and Michael Beasley to the Clippers for Mike Muscala, who left as a free agent after the season. The Lakers wasted another quality draft pick, the number 32nd pick, in 2016, they gave the they gave the Clippers a starter, and haven't had anyone as good at center. Moving to 2020, the Lakers traded Danny Green in a first round pick to get Dennis Schroeder, who left as a free agent after the season. It was a significant step as LA broke apart its championship defensive identity, and it also threw away a first rounder. Continuing in 2020, the Lakers traded JaVale McGee in a second round into the Cavaliers for Alfonso McKinney and Jordan Bell, who was waived immediately to make salary cap room for Mark Gasol. There's that name again. After the season, McKinney was waived and Gasol was traded with a second round pick and $250,000 to the Grizzlies. McGee is playing a valuable supporting role for the first place Suns. Neither Gaston nor McKinney is in the NBA. That journey costs two seconds. And last, and last, 2021, the Lakers traded Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Montrez Harrell, and a first round pick 
for Russell Westbrook, which was recovered at Longview. Last point. The Lakers still own two personal picks plus a swap to the Pelicans. They can't build a fort to be careless after having given up so much to get Davis. Outside of Westbrook, Horton, Tucker, none, James and Davis's support ca- supporting cast is manned by minimal players. Malik Monk has outperformed his deal and could be a challenge to retain this offseason. The franchise had only one million before the season and gambled most of it on none, which we know has not played the entire season. So, I like this. Do I need to say anything else? Do we need, do we need to discuss anything else? We know, we know that we know that Frank Vogel is getting canned after the season. Does you know, need to be shown to do it? I'm off the. I'm honestly off the Lakers. I hate picking on like a good team when they're down, but they're not a good team. They they just they made some of the worst decisions. Like you said, you listed them all. Um, but for me, the worst decision that I think they've made is really thinking that they were going to be a playoff contender. Like, they started the season thinking that was going to happen. Like, I, I get, uh, what's his name? Um, like, Braun and, like, AD. Like, they are the core of the team. You need more. You need more. Um, mm-hmm. When I say you need more, you don't need AD. AD has proven, like, yo, he ain't going to play when he even feels like he's, like, 97% healthy. He's like, you know what? No, nah, that 3% can't do it. And fuck that. Can't do it. And, uh, again, I blame this on uh, Pop. I, I blame this on Kawhi. Like, you have healthy players who don't want to play. I feel like, and, you know, this is just me, AD is healthy enough to play. He just said, nah, I, I don't want to deal with the wear and tear on my body, which – He's well within his rights. My issue, though, is, bro, you signed up for this. You signed up to play with LeBron. You got your ring. Cool, you got your ring. But now you can't fuck off the rest of your career off of one ring. That's not going to make you in the top 100 in 25 years. It's not going to make you agree. It's going to be you fucking Kevin Love 2.0. Like, yeah, like when he shows up, yeah, actually pretty good. But then, like, the other 80% of the time when you ain't playing because you're healthy, you just, want, you just want to dress to be the, the best-dressed person on a losing fucking team. You might as well stay your ass home. You remember when, like, players, like, when they were actually injured, they didn't travel with the fucking team? Like, yo, I'm injured. I'm recovering. I'm just going to chill. These motherfuckers be on the sideline cheering and jumping up and down. I'm like, yo, didn't you just say that you had a fucking, like, ankle injury and you dancing on the sideline? What the fuck are we doing here? Right. That, that shit bought now. Somebody was like, well, dancing is different than, you know, running up and down the court for 48 minutes. I would agree with you if it wasn't every fucking game. Because trust me, when LeBron and the Lakers were winning, oh, they were on the sideline dancing and kiki and shit like that. Now all of a sudden, it's, Russ is the problem. Russ is the problem. Now, Russ is a small portion of the problem. The biggest part of the problem is that there are too many head cases on that team and they're not named LeBron James. Russ can't get out of his own head. AD, honestly, just, I, I, I don't think he really wants to play ball. I think he really thought that he was going to honestly let LeBron coast him throughout a championship, which he did in the bubble. 
We got that. He's like, oh, we can do it again. Cool. But you remember my name? You remember my nickname for him, don't you? Yep. Go ahead and tell the people who are new and don't know what the nickname is. Anthony Davis, he's injured so much or so-called injured so much. I just call him Anthony Data Davis. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I I wish them all the best, man. But when when it comes to Lakers, the the Laker fans have been real quiet this year. And I hate poo-pooing on them because, like, my team's in first and everything like that. Because, trust me, when my team was in, like, fucking seventh and eighth, I was like, oh, they're garbage. Then when they turned around in jail, I was like, yo, that's kind of nice. I like it. But... Like we say every fucking year when it comes to basketball and football, like that first half don't matter. That first half, you get your legs up under you. Nobody watching that shit anyway. Let's wait till all-star break. For the NFL, let's wait till like week seven, week eight. You can fucking bust 200 yards, you know, a game if you want and then be injured by week six and don't nobody want you, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, But when it comes to the NFL, I'm sorry, with the NBA, like AD, like, yeah, first fucking, you know, 12 games of the season, he's balling out everybody like, yo, he's playing MVP caliber. Then, then 13 through 37, we're like, yo, what the fuck? This who we that, that's Anthony Davis. That's Anthony Data Davis, right? Like him. Yep. That, that's him. He just, you know what? I'm going to play in I'm gonna play in four weeks. What, what the fuck? In four weeks? Four weeks is the all-star break. Oh, I'm not playing that either. So add another week. What? The, what? <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> Do you remember when they were like in January, like, oh yeah, he, you know, he's about four weeks away from playing, and they mm-hmm. didn't include the All Star weekend. I was like, wait, so he's he's day to day for four weeks, and then he doesn't play All Star weekend, and then after when they come back from All Star weekend, like, oh no, he's still not playing. I don't think he's played since then. If he has, he's probably played for like two games. It's like, you know what? Nah, I'm okay. I- I'm gonna just sit this one out. So Anthony Davis, bro, like, Ooh. at some point, you're gonna be a Laker. And it's just going to be you. Because you stuck there, my friend. He, he is legitimately... There's no better place to play in the league and you got there. Early in your career. You're stuck there, buddy. By wearing... And you know, yesterday was the anniversary of him wearing that that, shirt, that that's all folk that, that's all folk shirt. Yep. The day so, before he got traded. Yeah. So, like you said, Q, that's all... He can't go anywhere. He can't go to. Um, he can't do the Demarcus Cousins shit and just play for every good team and just be a bum until they cut him. So can't do that because he's actually a superstar, which everybody thought Demarcus Cousins was. Clearly, that was the truth. But whatever. Then I'm trying to think. He can't go to Chicago. That's only big. But, you, but he, he, I, I got to defend Boogie on this one. He, it wasn't his fault that he tore that he, that he ruptured his Achilles. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But here's the thing. He's doing that shit. With and then towards ACL. Yeah. He, he's very injury prone, but it's also your style of play, the flopping and shit like that. That's why they need to make strict the rules. Notice when they, like, those players who be flopping and shit like that before they change that rule, what was it last season? Motherfuckers are getting injured. Oh, yeah, we out for fucking four weeks. Oh, because every other play, you slipping and sliding down the goddamn court. Like, oh, yeah, he, he, he fouled me even though he's on the other half of the court. Like that? No. But, Hugh, my, my last little point, because I, I know we got to, you know, get to the other stuff. The Lakers, I hope in the offseason, they actually take hold of the team for the first time. I need the owners. I need GMs. I need Genie to say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to stop letting LeBron pick people who are going to be a detriment to this team. 
I really hope that they do that. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, moving right, al- moving right along. That's our NBA talk for this week. Uh, we will have more discussion because next week is the we'll be coming up on two weeks left in the, in the season, and the playoff races should be starting to solidify at that point. Uh, moving right along to the to the NCAA um, bloodbath, I mean uh, tournament. The final four is set. Uh, this past weekend was the Street 16 in the, in the Elite Eight. Uh, everyone's favorite Cinderella, St. Peter's, uh, bowed uh, the, the clock struck midnight for them on Sunday. Um, Satan is still in. Um, and now in the final four. And we will have the first ever matchup between UNC and that fucking team called Duke. You mean the best team in the motherfucking world, the Blue Devils, Coach K, bitch? Don't ever disrespect my team. Don't even do that to yourself. Watch your mouth. So so we have UNC versus Satan in the first national semifinal. And Villanova... Oh, you mean the shit heels versus the Blue Devils. Got Oh, my God. Here we go. Uh, And Villanova versus Kansas in the second semifinal, which will be played on Saturday. Uh, the national championship game will be played next Monday, um, is that April 4th, in New Orleans. First of all, we all know that the NCAA set this shit up so that as soon as, <clears throat> as, soon as Coach Satan, I mean Coach K, announced that he was retiring after the season, so he could get his, so he could get his that one last ring to ride off into the sunset. Say, if you think I'm wrong, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, who wins? Let's let's predict the final four. Duke, North Carolina. Who wins that game? Mm, I think Duke wins. It's a revenge game. I think it's a it, big time revenge game for uh, for can Duke. It, can, can it just end in a tie? I don't want to see neither one of them win. I hate Duke. I hate North That's Carolina. Funny. That's pretty good. And I'll be honest too. I, I'm surprised in all the years that Duke and North Carolina have never played against each other in the uh, tournament. Yeah, that was a shocker to me. And Bill, this is that the first. This is the first time they they will play played each other in the in the NCAA tournament. I mean, we know they they play they usually they play each other at least you know at least two games uh, a season because they're in the ACC and possibly a third if they beat in the ACC tournament. But they have never played each other in the NCAA tournament, and, it, and it's kind of fitting that I, I, again conspiracy theory coming. That they wait, that they pair them in the same division, in, in the same bracket area, so that they could play each other in the final four. Mm-hmm. And honestly, even though I hate both of those teams, this should actually be the national championship game. That's a hot take right there. That, that's a spicy name. That's a spicy name. Actually, be the national championship game. Why not? That, It'll be viewed as one. Of course it is. 
Wait, just imagine this was the national championship game and Duke versus North Carolina. You talk about everybody glued to their phone, their TV, going to a bar, spending a whole bunch of money. It would be a complete windfall in the NCAA if, if this was the cha- if this was the championship game. But it's not. It's the final four. It's the national semifinal. So I I I, again, I wish the game would end in a tie. I wish it could end in a tie because I don't want to pick North Carolina. I hate them. I don't want to pick Duke. You know I hate them. I mean, the Maryland thing and all the years that, that Coach K and Duke paralyzed college part. But I'm going to go with the smart pick here. And I, you know I mean, you know. I'm going to go with the smart pick here and say Duke. Well, in one of my, I don't know, 18 different brackets I filled out, I had Kansas winning one, so there, there's a plus. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Villanova, in the, in, the, in the two brackets that actually has at least two Olympics in the final four, um, one of them has Kansas winning one, and and only two that survived out of, out of the 26 that I made all together. Mm. Greg, what about you? North Carolina. Who wins this game? I got North Carolina. I don't believe in Duke. Fuck Duke. I, I, there, you know, the hater in me wants, wants North Carolina to blow the doors off of Duke just to spend hope. Satan off the right way with an L in, in his final game. But uh, I, yeah, I, uh, I just think it's never late once. They, they want him to win, to win one more natty before he puts his whistle, um, he puts his whistle in the fire, in Satan, it, you know, in hell's fire for the, for the final time. All right, I want want them to win, talking about UNC, because I want to see a drunk Michael Jordan. I I just want to see a drunk Michael Jordan. And what better time than when they beat Bro? So now, the second semifinal game on Saturday, Villanova versus Kansas. Who wins this? Kansas easily. Great. Sorry about that. I'm going to go with Villanova. Villanova and UNC. Yeah, I'm being contrarian. Why not? Two teams nobody thought would actually end up in a championship would do it. I just don't want to see a Duke and uh, what's the name game? Duke and Villanova. And I don't want to see a UNC and um, honestly, yeah, just, yeah, just, nah. UNC and Villanova for the championship. I can live with that. Okay. Then everybody, I'm gonna go everybody's with, brackets bust. I'm going to go with Villanova as well. Because um, mm-hmm. again, fuck Kansas, that cheating ass team. Yes. Uh, so 
We have the national championship game. Uh, so, I so we're just not going to put in for me. Okay, cool. Uh, we know, we know, you picking that god awful team from from uh, the from, best uh, team in the world, the best team in the world. First of all, don't. Uh, and I was talking. Don't interrupt the black woman. We just talked about that. <laughs> I, 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 wish, I, I wish I had to start by my name so I can mute you. Anyway, no, go ahead, go ahead, Pam. What's your picks for the for the final four? Exactly. Don't get that five finger discount. You know what the hand say to the place. You know the same. <laughs> And I'm going with Duke and Kansas just because everyone else doesn't want Kansas. And y'all clearly hate Coach K. And I feel like I, I do. And I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to admit that. I hate his ass. I, yes, no, I do. I mean, I don't, I don't you know what? You know what I've learned about GQ over this past sports desk, these beautiful months that we've been together, is that you truly, truly hate some really great teams, which means you're not great within yourself. <laughs> And it's okay. I see it. I see it. And it is fine. But for you to choose UNC over Duke shows me truly how much you really hate greatness. Every (laughs) UNC fan I know, they hate Duke, but they still say Coach K is a great coach. You, on the other hand, is like, oh, so I already know. know, It's some insecurity within yourself because you can't play basketball at Duke. Maybe you want to apply for them and they said, nah. And that's why you had to go to your alma mater. But it's all right. It's all right. We still love you. <laughs> I would never go. I would never go there. Oh, my God. Oh, baby, we Which didn't is... accept your application. It's okay. That's why you can't go. Because I didn't apply. Because I didn't apply. Oh my God, that's not what admission to... said, baby. This is funny. I'm sorry. Why? What just what just happened? <laughs> you know, you know how Duke fans get super passionate about the team. But I, oh, yeah. I will say to her credit. Well, I will say to her credit because I didn't pick Duke either. I do like Coach K. Really fuck with him. I think he's a really nice person. Like you know, he, he might treat nice players person. a certain way. You know what? Yeah. Q, hear me out. Give me, me out. Go ahead. When when it, when when it comes to him, I like that person as a man. Like I I really like how. He handles himself, but Duke itself as a like as a team, like a uh, university. They're a great university. That team I hate. I'm just not a fan. So for me, I'd rather see UNC win, but I don't want to see Duke lose. Like if UNC would have lost when they were supposed to, when I picked them on my fucking bracket to lose, I could have cared less if Duke won. But the fact that it's Duke versus UNC, I, I got to go with UNC. Sucks. It sucks. Okay, we see the tomato man is here. He must like throwing tomatoes at us or something like that. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Oh, man. Okay, he did leave a comment. We'll listen to that in a few seconds once he stops throwing fucking tomatoes at us. (laughs) I like tomatoes. They taste yummy. (sighs) (sighs) I don't understand. Duke. Anyway, national championship game. Who you got? Who who's taking the crown this year? Big Duke. Oh, Big Duke. And you say, oh, see, you know what? I, I I hope I heard what I hope I heard, which is Big Duke energy. But it's Pam, and sometimes yes, he, that's what I know. said. Okay, thank God, thank God. Okay, these damn tomatoes are getting on my going last with fucking earth. <laughs> I'm going with Villanova for the champions. Yeah, Villanova. 
Kansas. Okay. All right. Cool. I'll be. I'll be Let's, different. Okay. No problem with that. Let's get to these comments. And then we have awards to give out. And I have a new one that I am that I am introducing tonight. But first, these voicemails. Here we go. So are you uh, are you saying that the uh, Dolphins are going to win the uh, AFC um, East? Hell no. It's, it's, very, it's very it's very possible. It's very possible. Q. With two attack of Viola at quarterback? <laughs> Q. Every every time you've doubted every time you've doubted Miami or any team that I've said or even Lou, like, you know what? No, they're not gonna do it. We also have to look at the commanders and say, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I actually stand on my word. So and also don't forget, Q, you can't pick the commies. In six weeks, <laughs> I, I'm gonna keep reminding you this every week. No, no, no. Me too. Why would I? Anyway, next comment. This podcast sucks ass. So did your mama last night, but yet here you are. Oh, yeah, no. you're still listening to us. Oh, oh, oh. no. Oh. Now, hold on. Before we, before we give him the, the golden boot, please leave this comment. I throw tomatoes because I love y'all. <laughs> what the fuck is the Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. Christ. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, get his man the saucy awards, bro. For real. Oh no, I got an award just for him. I got an award just for him. And, and speaking of that, we are moving to the award section of this podcast, of the show. <sighs> um, oh boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh Lord. All right. So, Lou, Greg, why don't you explain the, um, how these awards work? <laughs> yeah. So, Basically, every week. Actually, you know what, Lou? You tell them how the awards work. Okay. Well, every week. <clears throat> can you all hear me? Yeah, hear you loud and clear. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, basic, basically, every week we have uh, a set of awards uh, we can choose from. We have the uh, the Adam Gase Why Are You Still Here Award, the Bill O'Brien You Know You Done Fucked Up Award. Um, the, uh, what's the other ones? The, um, uh, what is the, the Lord Shemek Streets? Yes. Yes. The, the Lord Shemek, uh, Industries Award. Um, the Nick Young, what's the Nick Young one? <laughs> Nick Young, never, never too soon. Never too soon. Never too soon. And the other one is Gilbert the Arenas. Gilbert Arenas, uh, Goon Goon uh, Award. the Goon Award, which stands for Goofball of Our Nationality. Yes. Thank you, Greg. Thank and we have a new one that's being debuted tonight, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, actually, you know where I go first. So the new award that, I'm in, that I am introducing to the sports desk is called the Will Smith Smack the Fuck Out of... <laughs> Hold on. What did I name it? Shit. 
We have the Will Smith I'll Slap You Like Chris Rock Award. Um, that one, um, honorifically, tonight for tonight goes to Tomato Man for throwing tomatoes at us. I know you say you <laughs> you throw tomatoes because you love us. Um, so that's yeah. I have to honor you know. I have to give that award to you honorifically. Um, but this award goes to Ben Simmons because. I just want to slap the fuck out of him because he just because he why are you being afraid to play? All right, why are you being afraid to play? Get your ass out on the fucking court or take your ass back to Australia at this point. Hmm. Um I like that. the the Bill O'Brien, you know, you know, fucked up right award goes to the Cleveland Browns. Because y'all don't have a y'all don't have a draft class in the next three years. Thanks for thanks for getting um, Deshaun happy in the Watson. That's all I have for this week. I have one award, and mine is going to be the inaugural Deshaun Watson happy ending award. Now, <laughs> I don't now listen. I don't want y'all to get it twisted. All right, now when I when I say the happy ending award. That means that it's a happy ending for somebody. Not that kind of happy ending, but a joyous moment, like whatever, whatever you want to call it. And my Deshaun Watson happy ending moment goes to Kyrie Irving because he can finally suit up at the Barclays Center because New York lifted the mask mandate and Kyrie's happy again. So Kyrie, you get my... Deshaun Watson happy ending award. <laughs> I, love, I like that one. I love it. I love it. Um, only have one award. Um, I, I, actually, I'm going to give the happy endings too. I'm going to give the happy endings award, for, the Deshaun Watson happy ending award to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown exposed Desha- um, Deshaun Jackson's ex girlfriend for stealing $5,000 from him by putting her photos on Instagram with the quote that says, yo, she's on birth control. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. It it was so wild that it deserved the award. I'm going to see if I still have it. So if you, if you would check your text messages really quickly, um, because I I don't want to keep us too long. He posted the conversation that he had with her where he posted, like, he showed her the photo of the two of them. And then she says, please don't do that to me. I'm really sorry. And he says, (laughs) he asks her on Instagram and says, send my money, bitch, 5K or you will be exposed. And then she says, well, what's your PayPal? (laughs) She just... (laughs) She just said, I will, I will. <laughs> she said, I will. And then she said, okay, I'm trying to send it back to you. And then the fucking part about it, here's oh the happy ending. Here's the happy ending, though. He still posted the photo. Patty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> If that is not the wildest happy ending, that's one of those that you didn't know was coming, but somebody's coming. And, and clearly he came. <laughs> in the, in the, hold on, the, the fucked up part about it is in the photo, though, he said he asked her and says, 
Sydney at Sydney Christine got the pussy on BC, which we know is birth control. That is funny. Do you not understand how fucking hilarious that is? Oh my, my god! My man AB and Kanye clearly smoking crack together. Wow! Hey, that is the why. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Greg, that's disrespectful. He's exposing women. You know what? Women shouldn't be exposed. But when you steal five thousand dollars from Antonio Brown, like knowing how much of the first of all, you messing with Antonio Brown? You should already know that. Exactly. Exactly. So. I mean, you, you, you read what you sow with that one. But the fact that she said, I will, what's your PayPal? <laughs> so that right. means you're at right. dealing with that man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so oh my God. <laughs> so she, she stole real live money from him. Like, he probably had money just like laying around. So she stole the $5,000, deposited the $5,000, and <laughs> she wants to send it back to him. Wait, <laughs> 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 anyway, I'm sorry. Do you, uh, I, I know we, we, we want to uh, focus on this one. Do you not understand how fucking funny that is? Yeah, the reason that's hilarious. <laughs> the reason why it's so funny to me is because anybody who's ever sent money on PayPal knows that you can either send it as family and friends or, or as goods and services. <laughs> oh, hell no. Oh, so, my God. But before, before we go, which one, which one does she actually send it as? It had to be goods and services. <laughs> yeah, it had to be goods and services. Oh, my God. Hey, I got a hug. Yeah. I've been holding that. I've been holding that in for three hours. I swear. I was like, you know what? I'm oh my god, that's one of the funniest <sighs> things I've ever seen. I think. Yo, she said, I, she I said, will. She's sick. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> CTE is a real thing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Let's bring the let's bring the show full circle by saying this. Will Smith. Slap the motherfucker. She said, I will. And you know what? Right. Let's, let's get the voicemails because, oh my God, y'all. Mm-hmm. I will. I will. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh Let me stay, please. Well, we did. <laughs> we did. He did. Next question. Oh my God. Next Thank you for the award. This is actually. My second award that I have received on this podcast, I was previously on this podcast as a co-host on May 24th of 2021. You can go check back and see. You'll see Tomato Man, me, on May 24th of the May 24th episode of the Young, Black, and Bothered podcast. Yeah. You know what I do? I think I do remember you now. I do. Yeah. So, we're glad that you stayed. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, uh, I'm glad you didn't keep you. I'm glad you haven't gotten your shit together since May 24th, 2021. Cool. Well, yeah. we got, but, but here's the thing, Pam. He uh, said he would. Girl- <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Nailed it. We're going to send it on PayPal? All right, cool. Got it. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh wait! This is a good award. Yes. What is your award? Oh my God! So I'm going for the new award for the slap. Um, 
And since, of course, my section is all about wrestling, I'm nominating Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti. And I will give a little bit of a backstory as to why. Sammy Guevara was the TNT champion until he lost to Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky being the first black champion for the TNT champion, well, fully black champion. Um, also the only man to have the uh, AEW tag title and the TNT championship. So a lot of first going on there. Why I'm giving them this award is they tried to take a page out of Shawn Michael and Paige, if you see where I'm going here, with the TNT championship belt. And was like, hey, uh, just make sure you keep that belt out your mouth because you don't know what me and Tay did with it. First of all, sir, sir, nobody needs to know that. <laughs> what's, what's the wool about? What, what's the wool for? So essentially what they did, and I'm actually trying to hurry up so I can find the photo for you guys. Um, he took a photo with him and his girlfriend, Tay Conti or Ty Conti or, you know, whatever her name is. Um, excuse me. And they posed naked with the photo, with the uh, belt in the bed. And the belt is literally only covering their crotch areas. So, um, kind of do with that as you will, but people have literally made different uh, polls to say, please keep them off the TV. Please let them never speak again. Please sanitize that belt. Um, you know, a whole bunch of different things, but the reason why I want to give them the slap award is because who it's bad enough that Sammy Guevara proposed to his fiance on live TV couple months before that and then now literally in October and now you're with a new woman and y'all have each other's names tattooed and you want to take naked photos with the belt enough is enough enough is fucking enough get to the wrestling I'm tired of the antics I want to see you wrestle what 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 is the thing what do you have to show for what you're doing nothing because Ty Conti is not that good she's a black belt but she's trash. She's a trash wrestler. Britt Baker has more charisma than she does. Like, it's just, it's, it's really just bad, bad business. Um, so I'm giving them the slap the fuck out of award because if that was me and you told me, oh, hey, keep that belt out your mouth and show me a picture of you literally naked with your girl with the belt. Yeah, I need to slap mm-hmm. the fuck out of you. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh, all right. Um, oh yeah, we, we we this this has been a doozy. Q, you you did your job with this docket. You did your fucking thing <laughs> with this docket, sir. Congratulations. Okay. We we this is the first ever two part episode that's going to happen. So if y'all want to hear us rant about you know Will Smith and everything, that's part one, and that is about an hour and forty minutes. But this episode, part two, Jesus Christ, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, thank you. So, as I said, this is going to definitely going to be a two-part uh, episode of the Sports Desk. Uh, definitely check us out when it uh, posts. We'll probably post uh, 
more than likely will post on Wednesday uh, mm-hmm. or Thursday. Um, on all your favorite um, podcasting platforms. So check us out there. We're all young, black, and private. Um, you know where to find us. I'm um, not going to go through that this week. But you, of course, you can find me telling, uh, uh, picking up Chris Brown to draw off the floor and it's not silly by you can find us on Instagram at Young Black Pie. You can find us on Twitter at Why Be Bothered. Until next week, we will see you soon and have a great weekend. Good night. Hey, do you have the Wi Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.